does this gratitude thing actually work? Most people have misconceptions about the life-altering power of gratitude, and rightfully so. You can't see it. You can't touch it. It's just out there for us to somehow figure out. Today, we are going to answer the question, what is the myth and what is the fact? So let's get started. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude and mindset to create a healthy, thriving body. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. You deserve love, happiness, and laughter. So let's get started. Hey there, sunshine, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude Builds Fortitude. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor turned certified natural health coach. And my mission is to help you optimize gratitude and mindset so that you can transform your overall health and wellness. Now, before we get started, I want to take a moment and say thank you for being here to acknowledge you for taking the time to listen to the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast and to invest this time in yourself and your mindset. I know that the journey to better health can be a struggle, and I want to give you a shout out for taking this positive step in the right direction. Today, I am going to share the top 10 myths about gratitude that I hear all of the time, and we are going to bust and debunk every single one of them. These are quick hits, and we are going to be diving deeper into many of these in future episodes. So be sure to hit that follow button where you're listening. Now, I'm curious to know, how many of these myths about gratitude have you believed in the past? So let's jump into the first one. Number one, myth. Gratitude is just a bunch of hokey woo-woo stuff. Fact. Gratitude is science fact, and it improves your health. If there is ever a day that you are really bored and you have nothing to do with your time, go into the National Institute of Health's PubMed Central Database and type the word gratitude in the search bar. Take a wild guess at how many results are out there. Would you say maybe 500? Maybe 2,000? What if I told you that that search yields over 107,000 results? Now, these results aren't all individual studies specific to gratitude, but they are all independent studies that mention gratitude. Practicing gratitude is scientifically proven to benefit your health. And some of my favorites are things like have 20% more energy, improve the quality of your relationships, exercise 33% more a week have 10% fewer stress-related illnesses, be 16% less depressed, sleep better, be 23% less stressed, and increase mental strength. And this is what I call fortitude. So I always say gratitude builds fortitude. Now we are going to jump into the science in much more detail in further episodes. And I'm even going to bring on some really cool experts in this field. So stay tuned for that. Number two, myth. If I make a list of three things, that means I'm practicing gratitude right? Fact. Mm, Wrong. If you're making a list of three things you're grateful for, the only thing that you're doing is making a list of three things you're grateful for. And I get it. We are all told by the experts to start there. It's even how I got started because it's easy and it's simple and everyone can do it. But let me ask you this. When you make that list of three things, is there true inner transformation going on? Or are you just making a list because it's what they tell you to do? I teach a concept called gratitude on your own terms, because we are all wired differently. We all have different personalities and we all have different strengths and weaknesses. Approximately 25% of you will actually enjoy making a list of things that you're grateful for. 
So that means that about 75% of you are going to thrive in different ways of building a gratitude practice. But hear me out, out of those 25% who enjoy making a gratitude list, the majority of you are probably not going to see the true benefits of gratitude by doing it this way. And if you're curious about this whole concept, I encourage you to listen to episode 24. Will you actually benefit from making a list of three things you're grateful for? Number three, myth. If I'm grateful for something, I'll become lazy or complacent. Fact, gratitude actually drives a sense of purpose and desire for more. And I get why you might think this way, because it does kind of make sense, doesn't it? If I'm grateful for something, then I won't want something else or something better. The research comes from the work of Dr. Robert Emmons out of the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. And in their studies, they found that people are actually more successful at reaching their goals when they're consciously and consistently practicing gratitude as much as 20% more. So what does this mean for you? Let's say that you're actively working to improve your health. Let's say that you gave up drinking soda, but you still eat a lot of processed food. So being grateful for giving up soda and being grateful for a healthier body, this is going to help you to continue those positive habits in other areas. Number four, myth. Only certain people can be grateful or you have to be religious to be grateful. Fact, all 8 billion on this planet can be grateful. Gratitude is for everyone, just like love and happiness. A couple of years ago, I interviewed 30 women about gratitude. And what really stood out to me is that the struggle is universal. I interviewed women with autoimmune disease, cancer survivors, women who've been through divorce. One woman watched her baby die in her arms. One woman lost her husband at a young age. One woman lost her daughter at the age of 15. And one woman even went against her religion and her culture to find healing. And that's just the sample. Here's the thing. Our struggles and our journeys, they are unique. But the path is universal. We all walk that path of facing the struggles in life, of hitting rock bottom, of crying out in prayer and desperation. Not only did all of these women face major life struggles, but they also rose above their struggles with strength and grit and resilience and fortitude with the power of gratitude. None of them would wish their struggles on anyone, but they all said how grateful they were to go through these struggles because the other side was simply that much more amazing. And you know what? Out of these 30 women, there were at least seven different religions and faiths represented along with women from different cultures, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. In a world that is so divided these days, gratitude unites us above all else. And pairing gratitude alongside of and incorporating with your own personal religion or faith or spiritual practice is one of the key pillars that I teach in my program. Number five, myth. Being grateful means that I should be running around all day in a state of bliss or just being positive and happy all the time. Fact, being grateful is being human with all of the colorful emotions attached. It is true that gratitude has a very high vibration right next to love and happiness. So why wouldn't we only want to have positive vibes only, right? Mm, no. And I touched on this in episode 39, it's okay to not be okay, or is it? Kind of a fun title. The most ironic part was that I was writing my notes for that episode on a day that I was feeling a little more bluesy. 
We are all going to have bad days. We are all going to have struggles. Gratitude isn't some kind of mask that now you're just void of these experiences. And in fact, it's not healthy to ignore the colorful emotions when they come up. So let me ask you a question. Do you have a pulse? Are you human? Well, welcome to the human experience called life. I'm going to be diving deeper into uh, this topic, which is called toxic positivity in a future episode. Number six, myth. Practicing gratitude will instantly make me happier. Fact, yes and no. It is scientifically proven that gratitude and negative emotions cannot occupy the same space in your brain. So technically, when you're in a state of gratitude, you are in that higher vibration of being grateful. But let me ask you if something like this has ever happened to you. Let's say that you're at work and something really good happened, like your boss gave you some really good feedback on a project that you worked hard on and you are super happy and you are super grateful. And then when you're driving home, there's more traffic than usual and you're now late picking up your kid at school and they proceed to tell you that, oh, I forgot about a report that's due tomorrow. So now instead of going to book club like you wanted to, your night has been hijacked with helping your child on their homework. And then when you get home, your spouse is in a really bad mood. So how's that gratitude thing working for you right now in this moment? Hmm? It is not an on-off switch. It is so much more complex. Or if you've ever said, once I'm happy, then I can be grateful. Actually, the opposite is true. Gratitude leads to greater happiness. Gratitude, it's not a once and done kind of thing. It's like if you did one push-up, would you expect to have perfectly toned arms? Gratitude is a muscle that is built over time. Number seven, myth. I can't or I shouldn't be grateful during times of adversity. Fact, gratitude builds fortitude during the storms of life. Yeah, we even have a podcast around that. Hmm, wonder where you can subscribe and listen to it. So remember that first myth versus fact that I talked about the science. My very favorite thing that gratitude can do is build mental resilience. That's called fortitude. Between breast cancer and autoimmune disease and chronic fatigue, so bad that I was forced to resign my dream job, I hit rock bottom three times with my health. There was a lot of adversity during those years. And it's also when I really started growing and deepening my gratitude practice. Think back to the 30 women I interviewed on gratitude and all the struggles that they went through. Gratitude is one of the biggest things that helped them through those tough times. Let me ask you this. If you're in a city and you look up at the sky, it's like really bright in the city, right? And you look up at the sky, how many stars can you see at night? Well, what about if you were in the middle of the countryside with nothing around? When you look up at a dark sky, how many stars can you see? You see the brightest stars shine on the darkest of nights. It's an unfortunate truth that we all face adversity. We are all going to suffer from something negative in life. It's part of our human experience, but you get to make a choice because that circumstance will define you. It's going to define you either way. It's either going to define you in a place of staying in rock bottom and woe is me, or you can let it define you by looking at your purpose and meaning. Gratitude is like to call it the gateway drug to help you get there. It's going to be a tough road, but it is possible and it's totally worth it. Number eight, myth. I have to write in a gratitude journal to practice gratitude. Fact, 
Yes, journaling has many benefits, but it's not the only way to see results. Journaling, and especially gratitude journaling, has so many proven scientific benefits, many of which I talked about in the very first myth versus fact. I strongly encourage my students and clients to journal. And the ones who do on a consistent basis, they see profound results. Because gratitude should be an inside-out transformation. I even teach a masterclass on journaling for optimal gratitude because I believe so strongly in it. But you don't have to write in a journal to be grateful. It is 100% possible to build and grow a gratitude practice without writing in a journal. There are so many different ways to practice gratitude. And I always like to say that you should meet gratitude where gratitude is at and let gratitude meet you where you're at. Number nine, myth. I don't need anyone to help me be grateful. I can do it on my own. Fact, technically, yes, everyone has the ability to practice gratitude on their own. Let me ask you, how's that working for you? I'm willing to bet that you're on what I call the gratitude treadmill. Let me ask you if this sounds familiar. You make a conscious effort to practice gratitude, whether that's making a list of three things or something else. And then you do it for about a week, but then something negative happens, an argument with your spouse or a flare up or extra demands. You went two days and then forgot all about your gratitudes. And then on the third day, you remember, you're like, oh yeah, I should probably do my gratitudes. I'm going to start tomorrow. And then a month goes by and you're like, okay, I am definitely going to start today. And you start over and the cycle repeats. This is what I call the gratitude treadmill. Or let's talk about this. Gratitude can completely transform your health and your life. Are you seeing the results that I talked about at the beginning of this episode? Are you sleeping better, exercising 33% more? Do you have 20% more energy? Are you getting sick 10% less often? Obviously, these statistics are from science research and are not guaranteed results in your life, but you should be seeing some kind of tangible results in all areas of your health and your life. Is gratitude working when you do it on your own? Are you seeing tangible results? And if you're not, but you're ready and you're excited to really start to see the power of gratitude, then let's chat. This is what I do. This is how I change people's lives. And number 10, myth. I am not worthy of gratitude. And fact, yes, you are. You are worthy of gratitude and love and happiness. I can't tell you how many individuals I talk to both in my community and also online, who don't feel that they're worthy or deserving of gratitude, that the weight of the world is too heavy on their shoulders, that they've tried it before and it doesn't work, so why bother? And if you feel the same way, I am here to tell you that you are worthy and deserving of gratitude and love and happiness and all of the good things in life. Don't let anyone else tell you differently. If I could wrap up all nine of the previous myths and facts, I hope that you can realize that gratitude is for you, especially during the storms of life, especially when you're in the middle of dealing with adversity, especially when you feel like you're just done with everything. Gratitude can help you to get out of that dark place. Gratitude, it's gentle and kind. And when you approach it from a place of meeting gratitude where gratitude is at and letting gratitude meet you where you're at, that is all that it takes to open the door. And if you're in that place where you do wonder if you can ever feel grateful for anything ever again, if you feel like you're in that dark tunnel, but you still have hope, if you're willing to raise your hand and say, I am ready to do what it takes, but I need someone to help me get there, then it's time to chat. 
I'm here to be your gratitude coach and your mentor, and I'm super excited to be on this journey with you. And if you want to find out how much gratitude and grit that you have, be sure to take the quiz and you can find that at pinkfortitude.com slash quiz. And the link is also in the show notes. And when you take the quiz, you'll receive personalized gratitude and mindset resources to help you get started to reverse the cycle of disease and take full control of your health and your life. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude Builds Fortitude. It has truly been my honor to spend this time with you and I'll see you next week. We have some real talk here for a minute, just between us girls. Can we have a conversation about what the end of the day looks like? I'm talking about that moment when you've crossed off all the things on your list. Okay, they're not all completed, but you're done for the day. And when I say done for the day, I mean you are done. And you sit on the couch to actually relax for a few minutes before bedtime. You know that moment of pure bliss when your bum hits the couch cushion and then you sit back in this heap of exhaustion. You pull the blanket over your legs, literally breathe for the first time all day. And it's not, it's not even one minute later. And it's your spouse. Hey, hon, your kid, mom. Or you pick up the phone to scroll on social media and then your boss sends you an email you need to respond to. Or you see something that like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do something that can't wait for tomorrow. And then the dog's doing the potty dance because spouse or kid never took them for a walk, even though you asked them to. And it's that moment that you feel this resentment fill your body. And then you probably feel guilt on top of it because this is the life that you've always dreamed of. You've got a great career and a great family. So you might be wondering. Why do I feel so drained? Why is my life sucking every ounce of energy out of my body? I'm here to tell you that the world is not going to crumble if you say yes to yourself, but you will eventually crumble if you don't. You deserve to take care of yourself and your health. And it begins by saying yes to you which is probably the hardest yes that you're ever going to say. And that's why I created a very special private podcast series. It's called Your Comeback Experience, and it's specifically for you, the woman who has a track record of success in everything that you do, but you are burned out and something's still missing. And somewhere along the way, your health got pushed to the side. It's a secret podcast, meaning it's not public. You need to have an invitation to access it. And I want to invite you. So to get this free private podcast delivered right to your inbox, click on the link in the show notes or go to podcastholly.com. Super easy to remember, podcastholly.com. The link is also in the show notes.